Hello, we are back. It's Wednesday, so we're doing Just Talking. We're coming to you from a new location. We're in New Jersey, Lavalette, New Jersey, down the shore. I've got Katie with me, and today we're going to be talking about, I don't know, just the last couple hectic five days of our lives, going from California to Utah for a wedding, then to New Jersey. So I figured it's a good time to talk about flying etiquette, social norms of flight and airports and airplanes. It's a good topic. I, I think we, we both have traveled enough and flown enough that we'd have plenty to talk about. So that's what we're doing. Let's dive in. Let's talk about it. Anything and everything. Let's discuss this calmly and rationally. Come on in here. Let's talk about it. Wait, wait, wait. Let's discuss this. So we are in a brand new location. We are in the, the well, the, I was going to say basement, but it's not the basement. It's the first floor, which is it's it's basement of the house, but it's not a basement because the, the second floor is the kitchen. Uh, this kitchen. is the, this is the entry. Well, I don't, yeah, it's kind of hard to describe. You open the front door. It's we're the ground on, level. We're, we're the ground level. Yeah, we're right where the front door is, and we're the room next to the staircase. Yeah, that's the best way to describe that. So we're gonna be doing these from New Jersey. Like I said last week, I want Luke to join us, but he's away on a doctor's trip. It's Tuesday, and tomorrow... That makes him sound like he is a doctor, and he's on a trip for doctors. He's on a trip to the doctor's office. <coughs> he's he went, not a doctor. He's not a doctor. He went to the doctor's Maybe office. Maybe one day. Yeah. Not today. I still haven't caught up from our trip. Like, I haven't settled in. My bag isn't fully unpacked. Uh, so, like, physically, I haven't settled in. But brain-wise, I'm not on... Vi- this isn't really vacation, but I'm not on like end of travel mode yet. How about you? I uh, yeah, I'm also kind of in the in the mindset that I would like a couple more days to just relax and unwind, like a you know extended weekend. But I was talking to my mom today, and she's like, "Well, just just let me know when you're ready to work," because I'm working for her. And I was like, "Well," she's like, "Just enjoy your vacation." I was like, "Well, I'm not really on vacation. I still need to work." So. Gosh, I guess I'll call you. Yeah. <laughs> call you when I'm ready. <laughs> well, I can't choose. I mean, it's just every day. And I had Yankees podcast day Sunday as soon as we landed. I didn't sleep for 36 hours. Then I had yesterday, there was two game and a half in the podcast. So I have, this is the first day where somewhat breathing room, but I'm very happy to be here. But we should talk about our trip and your trip and the wedding, and then we'll get into flying. Okay. Utah. First Sweet. time. We ever went to Midway, Utah? No, I've been to Midway before. I went with, so the wedding, we were, I was there for my best friend's wedding. I was the maid of honor. And um, I'd gone with them to Midway when they booked the place. Oh, okay. It was a resort. We had a nice room. Yeah, we had a really cute room. We had a suite. Um, they ha- I mean, the resort itself is beautiful. It's a golf resort. So it's like really groomed and lots of flowers everywhere and... You're in the middle of nowhere in the mountains, so it's it's really pretty. Katie had to give a maid of honor speech. Yes, I did. Toast. Speech, toast. Well, before before the wedding, before you and I had met up at the resort, I was also, I was in Park City, Utah with the girls. State PC. And it is a creepy town. It's a really cute town, but it's super haunted. Why? What? Because it's an old mining town, and all the homes there are all, well, not all the homes, but a lot of the homes there are the original home. So it looks kind of like a 
ghost town. I mean, you but, lo- you but love not. ghosts. You'd love you. Well, we so as you're as, eager to see yeah. a town and be like, this is a ghost town. Well, so as soon as we got there, we went and got our nails done, and the nail technicians surprising. This might never mind. I won't even make that comment. They were white. They're white girls. Yeah. Which is very uncommon. Yeah, it's very uncommon for nail technicians. Anyways, so we're having a conversation with them and they're talking about how um, Park City is notoriously haunted because it was an old mining town. And Park City, the main street, has actually burned down to the ground twice. So I guess it wouldn't be the original buildings. They've been redone. But twice it has burned to the ground with nothing left. So it's like a cursed town. Hmm. They held the Olympics, though. No, that was Salt Lake. Uh, no, Park City held the Olympics. Yeah, it was Park There's City. There's Olympic villages there and stuff. Yeah, I think it was Park City. Um, Utah creeps me out. Utah's a really weird place. Uh, it looks like it looks like a, a a idyllic magazine of just white people. A lot of white people. A like lot like it's like Salt Lake City when we were just walking on downtown and went to restaurants and Park City. It looks like, mm, this is what uh, Hitler envisioned. Yeah. A lot of Aryan babies. Yeah. A lot of perfect blonde hair, blue-eyed white babies everywhere you look, which is really weird to see. There's not a lot of diversity. There's not, a, n- no offense to Utah or people that live there, but there's not a lot of culture there. Like, we went to, we spent the day before we had to fly in Salt Lake City, and at one of their malls, they were having like an art festival, but the art was literally chalk art. It was artists drawing with chalk on the ground. Which I'm sure is fun. Is, they might have real art festivals really cool. too. But yeah. I that my problem wasn't that it was chalk art. My problem that it was really bad chalk art. Yeah, it wasn't great. <laughs> it was it was like, oh, let's go see all this chalk art. I'm I'm into festivals. Like, oh, let's go check it out. Yeah. There's tents set up and a road closed. I'm all in. I'll, I'd love to go see what they're doing. And then we saw what they were doing, and it was like bad chalk drawings of Disney cartoons. Yeah, there was the subjects, too. Like, what they chose to to draw was, like, Batman and Tangled, uh, Rapunzel from Tangled. Like, really weird cartoonish movie scenes, which to me isn't like... I mean, sure, some of them were kind of, like, really talented. I couldn't draw that well, but especially not chalk. But it was still kind of like... Oh. Yeah, not the best. <laughs> um, all right, so flying. After we just hated on Utah for a solid ten minutes. It creeps me out. It always has. It's very there's it's beautiful scenery, place. but like, and the people are nice, but it just looks like a Truman Show esque town. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I where you're like, where are the weird people? Where the are the homeless? Are the where are the eccentric oh, people? Salt Lake City has plenty. Yeah, of there were homeless, but like, there where are where's the like. The non, Character. the non, um, blonde hair, blue eyed white people. Where are the rest? I think, yeah, I think it has something to do with being landlocked. Maybe. I think that probably plays. Well, I a think big it, factor in. Yeah, I mean, from the beginning of time, I guess Utah didn't just. I was gonna say everyone went there. It's a place where people go to. Somewhere, a place where you get stuck. No, I think it's a place where you go to when you can't afford to live where you were raised. Like, I met so many people in Utah that were from California and moved there because they could no longer afford to live in California. Sounds like us. All right. But we're not moving to Utah. No. 
So you I don't flew, care how you, you, I don't care how broke I am. <laughs> We're not living there. You flew from Sorry, Anna. You flew from San Francisco down to Long Beach. You from Oakland down no. to Long Beach. Oakland to Long Beach, which is the weirdest layover for a flight that's only an hour and 40 minutes. Then to Utah. Then to Utah. I flew from, from San Francisco to Utah and then we both flew from Utah to Newark. Newark. We fly a lot. Everyone flies a lot these days. I have a list here, okay? So we're just going to go down the list. Uh, this is Business Insider's 13 Essential Rules of Airplane Etiquette. All right? Number one, remember how security works. This is all about thinking a few steps ahead so you get through the screening process as quickly as possible. Before you get to the x-ray machine, take everything out of your pockets. Put it all in your bag or the pocket of a coat that you'll put through the machine when your belongings come out, collect them quickly and move to a spot where you're not blocking anyone. Then you can put your shoes and belt on. Agree or disagree? Is this important? Agree. Super important. Um, people are really pushy and antsy at that point in the traveling process. I think it's really important that you're prepared and that you know the general rules of, of security, which is shoes off, things out of your pockets, electronics out. When I'm about five, no people, when I'm about five people out from the bins... I untie my shoes. Yeah. If Usually I take everything out of my pants pockets and I'll put it into, if I'm wearing a sweatshirt, I'll put it into the middle console of my sweatshirt. Then I take my sweatshirt off and it's all in there. Then I put my sweatshirt on and it's all, like what these people are saying. I don't think a lot of people do that. No. Also, I have to take out my desktop computer now. Like you know yeah, this. Yeah, that's, but you do it so quickly. I've it's never. It's very s- impressive how quick you get through uh, security and unpacking everything. I think what's most important is that you're just aware of what you have in your belongings beforehand. So if you're just thinking about, okay, well, I have to take this out. I have to take this out. This is where I'm going to put that. Then it'll go a lot smoother. But if you just show up to security and you're like, hmm, let me think about it. Do I have any liquids over eight ounces in my bag? I don't know. Let me dig around. Oh, shoot. I forgot to take my shoes off. Let me go back real quick. Uh-oh. Forgot I had a watch on. Let me go put that in my sec- in my bin. Just give me a second, guys. One second. Let me just back up this line of 100 people trying to travel <laughs> to different places. Okay, give me just a second. The family in front of us, like the parents didn't take their watches off. And the kids were like, Mom, Dad, you have to take your watches off. And the mom turned to the dad and was like, they're saying we have to take our watch. The kids are like 10 years old. They're saying we have to take our watch off, honey. You don't the- actually have to take your watch off. I, I didn't have to take my Apple watch off. They, they told me the security people were like, no, you can leave that on. That's fine. Because uh. as long as you can see it on your body, like jewelry, watches, um, the belt is, you have to take a belt off. But watches, stuff like that, because they can scan over you and they'll see like it's right on your body. It's right on your person. I, I never wear a watch, so I don't know the watch rules. I watch. My, I wear my Apple Watch. But they didn't care. But I'm super conscious of how long I'm going to take because I travel with my desktop computer. And every time I slide it out, I'm like, "This is people are going to be like, oh my god, look at this fucking hit asshole." I have a story about. I mean, it's not really a story, but one time we were flying, and it's something that you didn't notice. But the girls behind me in line were one of the girls. It was like she had never flown. Probably she had never flown before. So she was going through security and she was visibly terrified. Like she was so anxious and stressed and she didn't know what to expect at all because she went through and she had a water bottle or something, some big bottle of liquid in her bag. And she's like, the guy, the people were telling her like, you need to come over here so we can, you know, look at the liquids and identify the liquids and do their whole thing. But they don't, obviously they don't explain that to you. They're just like, okay, ma'am, I need you to step over here. And she was like, oh no, what did I do? What did I do wrong? <laughs> and they're like, oh, well you have liquids in your bag. And she's like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know that I had to take that out. And it's like, there's so many signs, lady. 
I mean, if if it's your first and time flying, like someone at least Google. It. Yeah, there's there's a voice on the speakers telling you, please take out all liquids, dispose of all liquids. There's signs at every like corner that tell you what you can and can't have in your carry-ons. It blows my mind. I mean, yeah. Anyway, so I was just watching her and kind of chuckling to myself. One time, Luke had to get wanded when he was four years old. We're going to Jamaica. Yeah, you <laughs> He was not four years old. He was probably three or four years old. We're going to Jamaica. <clears throat> did he get wanded or did he have to get patted down? Wanded and patted down. This was probably a year after 9-11. So it was when they were like, like I mean, they're still strict, but they were, they were most strict. And it, it was random selection. So he's four years old. So they they sat him down. My mom had to drink out of his sippy cup to make sure, like, it was something that she would drink. I don't know. Uh, I don't really know what that was for. Like, that seems crazy. They they made her drink out of the sippy cup? Yeah. Well, they, they think she had cyanide in his sippy cup? Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. And then they made him step. I think we have, I filmed this when we were younger. They made him step on the two yellow feet. But he was too small. He couldn't even reach the two yellow feet because his legs didn't <laughs> spread that far. Then they wanted him, and we were all laughing because it was crazy. And I think he started crying. Poor guy. Yeah, that would be kind of traumatizing. I've had to have my pa- – like I had my ID or my passport in my sweatshirt pocket while I went through, and I had my hands in my pocket, and I think that was something suspicious to them. So they had to take me aside. This was right before I was going to Ireland – on my way to Ireland, they had to take me over and, like, do the, those, like, wipe tests on my uh, passport. It was the first time I'd ever seen this. So I'm standing there, like, did I do something wrong? Like, am I going to have to get stuck in customs or, you know, go mm-hmm. into one of those offices and explain to them something? But it was the weirdest thing. They literally just took, like, this tiny little wipe and wiped down my passport and then ran it through something. Yeah, and they gave it like back. And they're like, okay, oh, you're all good. Yeah. That's so weird to me. All right, number two, don't hog the overhead bin. In the era of check bag fees, carry-on space is at a premium. If you have two carry-on bags, keep the smaller one at your feet. And as the flight attendants will likely remind you, don't take up someone else's space by putting your bag in the bin horizontally. <coughs> so this one, I understand. I agree with it, but I don't. I fuck this up because my desktop bag is like a horizontal bag well, that takes up more room than it should. And then I didn't put... We didn't put our backpacks at our feet for the red eye. I just yeah, Jimmy, ho- that was so rude. And I was thinking the whole time, like, they had been saying, okay, there's limited space. I'm like, Jimmy, we have three bags in the overhead now. When you could have easily have taken my purse, I could have taken my backpack un- and put them down by my feet. And you could have just had your purse, my purse by your feet, and then both of your bags could have been up there. Yeah. When they like, no, no, it's <coughs> fine. And in my head, it's like, okay, well, you, I pay. You I didn't pay. even say anything. When they were making that announcement, like, we have limited space. If everyone, if anyone put backpacks in the overhead, please take them down and put them under your feet. I was sitting there thinking, fuck, Katie's going to tell me that we should take our backpacks down. She's going to feel bad that we're inconveniencing others because you're all, like, goody two-shoes. I'm not a I was, I was waiting for you to tell me to take him down, and you never did. So I guess you had yeah, an inner I monologue have as that well. Conversation with you, and <laughs> everyone, just because I knew you would argue with me, and then I'd have to. No, I would have done like, it. Okay, we have to be quiet. We have to be quiet. Like Jimmy talks. So, is this one of? Is this on the list? You talking loud on a plane? I don't talk loud on a plane. I woke up from one of my like mini naps, and Jimmy starts talking to me, with, like full volume, like a normal conversation. And all I could think is like, 
everyone around us is either sleeping or sitting quietly and they're gonna hear our entire conversation no you can't hear anything on planes i know but in my head i'm just so i was pumped up because i watched remember the titans what i was pumped up because i watched remember the titans was that one yeah i guess yeah okay but yeah overhead storage that's a pain in the ass nowadays they like ask people when you're checking in if if you they could check your bags for you yeah usually i'm okay with checking you know giving my bag because it's free um all right next one you got any more on this one no not really not really okay (laughs) number three don't fight the flight attendants over electronics i'm gonna skip over this really quickly because yeah obviously don't and who does this i don't i've never seen this really take place i've seen people where the i've seen a man where the flight attendant was standing right at his seat saying we're about to take we're about to land and we need you to put that away and he's like okay just a second and like completely ignoring her businessmen huh what yeah dicks. it was he was so rude and it just blew my mind that he could just sit there and like keep working and ignore the flight attendant and that's so standard like you know when they say you're about to land like seats up tray tables up laptops away yep. i never Everyone turned off that. my ipod back when i was a teenager because it's fake like yeah it's well, that's different. They you, just they listen. say you can keep now they do, but back back in like two thousand early two thousands, you had to turn off all electronics. And I was like my iPod, that's what they were called back then, iPod playing music, not connected to any internet or anything, isn't. I don't doing think they said that. To this plane. I don't think they said that for the sake of the internet. I think they said that because in case the in case the landing doesn't go well, they need everyone's attention. So it's a hazard to have someone not listening. Or you think if the plane crashed, I would just be like, oh, I don't know. I'm listening to music. Well, no, but what if they're giving you mess? They're giving you oh over the over the internet. They just popped the emergency door. Oh, I don't know. I'm listening to Jimmy, my music. No, the, what if they're say, like preparing you? They're saying, okay, we've got we're hitting some turbulence. This is gonna like they're communicating to you. If you're not listening, then you're not prepared. Yeah, well, for anything that could happen. I, I think, think they're more worried about battery interference. Number four, this is a good one. If you re- if you must recline, do it carefully. <clears throat> I, I don't recline just because I like to take up as little space as possible. So I'll sit the entire flight. Like if, I, if it's not a red eye I, and I'm flying by myself, I will sit in my seat with my arms in my lap, my hands in my lap, and my legs together so I'm not taking up space. If I don't recline anymore... Because I have a bad back. So I need to sit straight up. Like that's how the plane seats are or how I sit in my car anyway. But it's so annoying when someone reclines and just like fucking jams up your laptop or your knees. But they make the recline for a reason. And I, you can recline. Something like I have friends right. who are like, I don't recline because it's rude. Like it's not rude to recline. It's there for a reason. One time I had, I like knew who was behind me and it was like this big military dude. And he was huge. His knees were, like, touching my seat already. So I do kind of try to look back. If it's a little mm-hmm. kid, sure, I'll recline if it's not. But, yeah, right. you can't. But <clears throat> I read one thing where it's, like, uh, some you should, you, should, <laughs> you should turn around and say, I'm going to recline. Absolutely not. Don't talk to me. Yeah. I think that – and there's no room for you. I'm, like, what are you going to peek your face between the two seats and be like, hey, excuse me, you over there. I'm going to recline real quick. You okay with that? That would be so awkward if someone turned around and did that to me. I'd be like, why are you looking at me? <laughs> Look yeah. away. Yeah. Number five, keep your children in check. Uh, absolutely. I've had kids behind me where they were literally both feet kicking my seat for half the flight. Oh, shit. I didn't even tell you about 
when I flew from San Francisco to Utah, I was the first row behind like business class or first class. And there was two little, there was a mom and a dad and the mom was in row two aisle seat. And the dad was in opposite side of the aisle, one row back aisle seat. Okay. Then to the left of the dad, so the behind the mom, there's two seats. They had two other kids, probably three years old and four years old, sitting next to each other. So the dad could see them and the mom was in front. And the little kids wouldn't stop yelling, screaming, fighting with each other. And he spent about the first 30 minutes of the flight just looking at them and saying, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. And I want to be like, sir, split them up. Right. Do something about it. You telling them to stop it on a plane is not going to make them stop. I would at that point be like, do you want me to have the pilot turn this plane around? Because I will. Just split them up. Just split them up. Yeah. So keep your kids in check. If they're under, uh, if they're babies, you can't do anything. Right. Babies. I I feel bad for the people who fly with babies. I don't like a baby crying doesn't ever really like some people it like really infuriates them. And that makes sense for me. Like I won't ever be like, oh, my God, shut that baby up on this plane because I more feel terrible for the parent. Yeah. Walking up and down the aisle trying to like calm down. The last few flights, it's been really strange. The last few flights, flights I've been on, I've seen a lot of moms by themselves with like a newborn and then like a two year old. And, of course, the two-year-old is upset and frustrated and doesn't want to go on another flight. And the baby is crying. And that, like, to me, I, it's creepy and I won't do it. But I just so desperately want to go up to them and be like, can I help you in any way? Like, is there anything I can do? Do you want me to? I'll hold your cute little baby for you. But, of course, that's, like, a big no-no. You can't, can't do that. Do that. <clears throat> can't do that. But, um, yeah, lately I've been seeing a lot of moms. Like, moms are brave and if you have a problem with a baby crying then you should not be on a plane my dad says you when should not be traveling my dad says when a baby sits next to him with like young, younger parents or new parents or whatever he'll tell them right up <clears throat> listen i understand this baby's not going to enjoy this flight don't be don't worry about me being bothered by it i understand it i think i'm going to start doing that if a baby well i sat next to a little baby that one flight made best friends yeah, I get excited if I sit next to a baby. I'm like, yes, I will be entertained this enti- entire flight. Yeah, well, that's, that's what great. I did with that little girl. Like, we yeah. just straight up, she was probably like my favorite age. She was probably like, uh, I don't know. I think she was she was like like 14 months. Like, she was a little over a year. Okay. Great age. Yeah. We were just playing, really throwing age. Cheerios at each other. <laughs> uh, okay, number six, don't get hammered. Is that even really a thing? I mean, I guess it is a thing. You can get drunk. Who gets hammered? I guess don't get hammered. And yeah, anywhere Who but a bar. Who would ever want to get hammered, hammered on a plane? Like sure, drunk, but hammered. Well, and it depends on where you're flying to. Like if you're flying from San Francisco to Vegas, like I've taken a Virgin flight from San Francisco to Vegas, and everyone on that plane was getting drunk. There was Naturally, they're getting ready to. A video just went viral today of a, a Virgin flight. And two people are having sex in. Oh, I just saw in that the in back. the backseat. Like very blatantly. Yeah, Not I saw that. That was pretty wild. Why did no one crazy. stop? Crazy. I mean, what are you gonna do? And how did they not notice the phone that was peeking over the seat to record them? Oh, I don't. Them? I don't think they cared who saw in what fashion at all. If you're that blatant about it. Yeah, I guess so. Number seven, middle seat gets the armrests. Uh, I don't know. That's a fight, and I think it's a fight. I won't. 
Yeah. I mean, I think everyone should get at least one armrest. Well, yeah, but it's, you, you can fight over the armrest. Number eight, consider your odor. That's not for just planes, folks. That's <laughs> everyday life. Yeah. There was a... There was a family behind me in security when I was flying out of Oakland to Utah that smelled so bad. And they looked like people that smelled so bad. And I was just really hoping they weren't on my flight and next to me. Really, really hoping. What did they smell like? B.O. Oh, the entire family. The entire family. Well, obviously, I mean, the parents don't do it. Why would their kids do it? Why would their kids take care of themselves if the parents don't? Yeah, I guess so. That is really <clears throat> sad to me. Terrible. One time, like, you know, really big people, they don't fit in the seats. They have to buy two. If you're over a certain weight, you yeah. have to buy two so seats. So one time it's they really asked, uh, I think like, it was my cousin Caroline, or maybe it was Courtney, uh, excuse me, do you mind if we put the armrest up? And they said, yes, the armrest is staying down going to let you spill into my seat and then we're just touching all flight that's disgusting they said that they didn't say that they said oh. they said no the armrest is going to stay down they didn't give that reasoning yeah what a brave thing to ask if you're super big yeah. i mean i guess like you got to ask it because some sucker might be like okay sure and then they regret it forever yeah i yeah Number, I don't think I would be able to say no to that. I would you feel definitely so bad. wouldn't, but you need to. You need to say no to that. Yeah. Number nine, don't force anyone to talk to you. Uh, yeah, true. Yes, I agree with that. Please don't talk to me on a plane. Although I do have a pen pal now from Singapore, the seventy-year-old woman, and she just like it was the last. 10 minutes of the flight she started talking to me and I was like at first I was like oh god I don't want to have to make conversation but then we ended up having a great conversation we exchanged emails and now we talk one, like once every couple of weeks <laughs> that's so bizarre yeah it is it's really weird but I love it it made my heart warm what's her name uh her name's Allison oh I thought she was from Singapore that sounds like a very western name yeah, I think she's lived all over, but she has a home in Singapore and a home in Utah. And I met her on my flight to Utah last May. In May. I think that's all we got for flying. There was another list. Let me go through another Wait, list. Wait, what about taking your shoes off? I think, I've already sp I think I've already said this in one of our episodes, but I was on a flight probably to Utah as well. Or maybe it was back home. Oh, no, you and I were on a flight together back home from Lavalette for Christmas and I was in the window seat and the man behind me uh I, I just kept getting wafts of foot odor I was like where is this coming from like how is it that strong that someone's feet behind me or in front of me I can smell yeah then I felt something my arm was on the armrest and I felt something touch my elbow and I looked behind me and it was the man's bare foot oh is on my on my armrest. Yeah, that's a big no no. That's that like, is such a huge no no. And I was like, I peeked, I saw it, and so I put my face right in between ew. the wall and the seat so he could see me. And I looked at him, and I was like, Are you kidding? This can't be real. This can't be happening. Did he make eye contact with you? Uh, yeah, I I saw his eyes look at me, and then I looked back. I didn't say anything, but I gave him a look. And did his foot go down? No, it stayed there the entire flight. You should start poking it or like put your elbow yeah, down did. on it. I've, eventually, I started pushing my elbow back further 
And at one point he, he took his foot off, but I think it was just to like put a shoe back on. How inconsiderate, like how stupid do you have to be to think that that's acceptable? Really dumb or just an asshole. But I would think stupid more than asshole. And I, and I overheard him too. He started making conversation with the woman next to him and I could tell it was like very one-sided. Like she didn't want to talk to him. Gross. It was disgusting. disgusting. All right, let's see what else. I have, this is another website, uh, Travelocity.com. Travel O City. Be mindful of allergies. Hey, here's the time of the podcast where Jimmy comes off like an absolute jerk. I'm allergic to dogs. They shouldn't allow dogs on regular ass flights. A lot of people are allergic to dogs. Right. Sometimes there's a dog on the plane. Now my the rest of my day is fucked because I didn't plan to sit next to a dog. Very tight quarters, dander and fur flying all over that tight space. Yeah, I think. I'm like deathly allergic to cats. I think they so. If you have a cat in a bin, make it. I'm I'm now my day's ruined. I might have to throw my contacts out. My day's ruined. Right. I think that people should be more mindful of that. I think they should make the 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 um below. What do they call that area? Where they put all the luggage. Yeah, I think that they should make that safer for pets. Yeah, maybe. So that pets could comfortably st- be stowed away. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't think that that's right. It's such a small space, and people can have really, really intense allergies to animals. I, I have to agree with you. I don't think that's a jerk thing. I think that that's crazy to think that it's okay to bring your pet on a plane. This says, tomato juice is the mistress of Murphy's Law. Do you know what that headline means? Tomato juice is the mistress of Murphy's Anything that can go wrong will go wrong with tomato juice. Why, oh, why do airlines continue to serve tomato juice? Murphy's Law states, whatever can go wrong will go wrong. Never was that so true when it comes to tomato juice. She courts Murphy's Law and likes to play with him endlessly. Will that cup of juice spill or won't it? Will you smell like student tomatoes the rest of the day or not? No one knows. But you, will you really risk it? After all, tomato juice is also flirting with Newton's law. Of, okay, so this is like a bad attempt at humor from whoever wrote for Travelocity. I, I don't – is tomato juice common on flights? I don't think I've ever seen anyone order tomato juice on a flight. Me neither. But I – you know, you're only surrounded by so many people that you can – Another question. People ordering. drink tomato juice? Is it what I'm thinking? Uh – Yes. When I worked at the breakfast diner, I had at least five customers a morning that would order tomato juice. And it was all older men. But it's like Bloody Mary, right? They would No, they would just order tomato juice and then they'd order water and a coffee. I've never... So... It's like a... Health. Obviously, it's a thing because it's a thing. But I've never encountered anyone that I sat across from drink tomato juice. Like, I've never seen plane, another no. human drink tomato juice except in a Bloody Mary. No, I've seen a lot like of Like V8? Yeah. V8's tomato juice? Yeah. Gross. I don't really care. I don't know about the Murphy's Law joke that there, this writer was trying to go for, but whatever. There is no salon on this plane. We talked about that last episode. Can't cut your nails on an airplane. Yeah. All right. I think that about sums it up. Did you watch anything? We'll go into indulgences. Before you disperse. Seen any good movies lately? I would uh, beg your indulgence for a moment. We've been busy. I haven't watched shit besides the Yankees. Yeah, I... Oh, we saw um, Ocean's 8. Yeah, but I wouldn't consider that an indulgence. Wasn't good? 
I didn't think it was that great. I liked I liked seeing all those women acting together. I thought that was pretty fun, but I didn't think it was all that great. Yeah, spoilers. It Don't was spoil it for anyone. What? Don't be that guy. I'm not, okay, well, I won't spoil. I just you know I, you'll know what we're talking about once you see it. How about that? It was the lamest heist movie I've seen. Yeah, it's a pretty bad heist movie. Yeah. Okay. Anything else? Music? Movies? Um. TV. No TV. We've been too busy. No. Yeah, I. Music. Uh, we've been listening to Lee Fields Lee a Fields, lot. Yeah. Should I play that at the end? Yeah, I think so. It's a happy. Actually, it's about losing his loved one and it's being sad about it. <laughs> but like the beat and tone is like the rhythm's really happy. Like you get. You, okay, happy's the wrong home. Wrong word. Upbeat. It gets you no, going. Upbeat. How about that? It gets you going. Yeah. Okay. We'll go with that. Sure. I did an episode on talking songs about it too. Where I broke down the, the lyrics and the call and return of everything like that. So if you like it and want to hear more about it, go listen to that, I guess. I don't know. We'll be back next week. We're going to talk about the difference between beach town society or lake town society versus normal ass town. Land. Land. Inland. Like inland society. Because it's way different what you can get away with just walking around town when you're near a body of water than when you're not. So that's going to be next week, and uh, we're going we're gonna to make Luke jump on with us. He wasn't here today because he's a doctor, and he ha- he's on call, and he had to go see a patient. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's all. Try your hardest. Do your best. Katie? Don't forget to take the lint out of the, wa- the dryer. That's good. All right. Lee Fields and the Expressions.